My beard. Look at how white you are. I know, right? You're washed out like an LGTV. Welcome to the One Fall Wrestlecast. What's up, dudes? You know, nothing. Uh, I guess it better. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Did you talk? Sometimes yeah, it's just my internet. I don't know when we actually come into the show, so I kind of sit here dumbfounded for a second. Uh, it's got to well, catch up. Not so anything that in real life. He sits there dumb for a second. It happens. <laughs> No. Not any different than real it's life. Gonna take a it's gonna take a minute. I'm just a hey, little processing. So, guys, listen. I, I just I want to go ahead and I'm just gonna jump right into it, man. I'm glad to see you. And, um, I'm happy that we're here. We got a lot of shit to talk about, so let's just get after it. But first of all, first of all, I want to welcome everybody to One Fall Wrestlecast. Um, we are celebrating our 50th episode today. We're kind of pumped about it, you know. So that this is 49. Kinda, and a half. Oh, it is for, so it's oh, it's 48. 40, 48, this but is, it should be 50 because what of kind Eric. of story? <laughs> this is bullshit. Oh, yeah. You oh, this is there? 48 was there. So, who's there's, fault? There's, so, anyways, listen, but for real, first off, I want to start off by saying congratulations to one Tommaso Ciampa for winning the NXT World Championship on Tuesday night on the NXT 2.0 reboot. Um, I don't know if that's a stretch to keep some of us, the hardcore NXT fans, invested. Um, but if that's the play, kudos to them because they're going to keep me watching. Um, they got me, buddy. They, there they is really, they nobody, nobody that deserved that spot more than that man right there. And uh, to see him yeah. holding Goldie once again was Daddy's absolutely, own. absolutely phenomenal. So congratulations. To not only Tommaso okay. Ciampa, but NXT for actually doing something right. Doing the right thing. Way to do Crazy. Right I love thing. it. I love it. I, I mean, look, I, you can't not start out by just saying, thanks for doing the right thing. Uh, and that's what they did. Because the rest of this episode, we're going to talk about people that did the wrong thing. So let's start out <laughs> with people doing the right thing. Right? Right. 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 I there. mean, they did do the right thing there, fellas. But uh, how many names did you recognize out of the out of the back coming out on NXT 2.0. Uh, not a lot of, not a lot of regulars coming out there and the, the, they got to have something to go for. They got to go for the gold. Off, no, gold man, off, off veteran there. I mean, they're going to just put it on uh Brock breaker. The first it's episode. Braun, it's, it's Braun breaker. Okay. Braun breaker, Braun, yeah. uh, listen, so let's, let's talk about Braun breaker, right? So clearly Rick Steiner's son, mm -hmm. um, you know, and up until, from what I gather, about an hour before NXT 2.0 hit the airwaves, um, he was going to be known as Rex Steiner, which uh, I think was probably the right decision uh, to go with the Rex Steiner namesake. Uh, but for whatever reason, I'm sure just being in WWE land, they decided to go with Braun Breaker with two Ks, not just one. Um, you know, and Derek and I were kind of talking about this Tom, uh, one night, man, like it, he looked real good and like he, he had the solid little in-ring debut against LA night. And 
very, very believable and I'm into it, right? But do you feel a little bit more critical since they kind of just dropped the name, you know, dropped the ball with the name? Yeah, so yes. Uh, here's here's my thought on, on what they're trying to do here and, and what I think is going to happen. Um, they're big fans of letting, uh, and, and I think this goes back to, to FTW. Um, or FCW, Florida Florida Championship Wrestling. And um, if you remember, Dave Batista was the Leviathan back yes. in uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. And um, so, uh, you know, I think their intent is to make this very, very much developmental uh, and to ha- give people developmental names, let them grow a character, let them figure out their in-ring stuff, and then let the on-air people, you know, figure out who they will be uh, and who they will become. And then I, he's not going to be Braun Breaker on the main roster. He's not. I think that Rex Steiner, they decided, was too good of a name for <laughs> NXT. Uh, you know, no, 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 no. We're going to give this guy a new haircut, and he's going to come out as Rex Steiner, and he's going to be something else once we've once he's figured out who he is once we he's got a finisher i don't ex, i don't expect him to be he's he's one of those guys both him um and uh uh, uh the Beverly brothers oh uh Von Wagner Von Wagner who of Vince them, is apparently very very high on right both of the both of those guys that's not going to be their names going going on the main roster nor will they be in nxt very long those guys are in nxt to figure out a finisher and to learn how to talk from Shawn michaels and whomever else and they're going to pull them up and they're going to change their names those guys will never be nxt champion those guys aren't going to be tag team champions anything like that those guys are there to learn and polish because they're legacy wrestlers and but they're not like indie darlings so I really like your I really like where your head's at, right? Like I kind of thought the same thing where, you know, like they're not gonna be there. They're there for a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. Just to kind of figure themselves out, especially if you know your Vince is clearly high on both of them, right? Yeah. And there's been reports that he's he sees a lot of like 1998 edge in Von yeah. Wagner, which I mean I could kind of see, right? But like he's, Derek, got the, he's a big boy. Yeah, he is a big boy. But Derek, I see you rolling your eyes up there, right? And that's okay. I'm I'm great with that because I kind of already know what your thought process is on it. And I kind of agree with you too. But maybe, maybe, just maybe Tom's on to something because we talk about this being NXT 2.0. Maybe we need to change the way of our, our you know our thought process on how we view some of these talents. Maybe they're not going to be in the uh rainbow color brand for long. But so what what you got for me? I mean, maybe, and and it is NXT 2.0, but to be honest with you, why are you going to try and get these guys over if you're, if you're only going to be down there for a cup of coffee, especially that, that that enhanced my point even more that I was thinking is you're going to change their names for how long? Two, three months. That's pointless. And then pull them up and then be Rex Steiner again. That, that doesn't even make any sense. If you're only going to be down there for a short amount of time, why are you going to change their names? They're going to try to halfway get over on this name, and then it's just going to be like the Viking Raiders. Oh, you can't be the War Raiders anymore, so now you're the Viking Raiders. So there has to be this weird transitional period of uh, who are they and what kind of gimmick. Do, do we change the gimmick? Can we kind of stay with it? You know, They, they came out to war, war, war still, and, and, and it just adds some confusion to the crowd. They can't get behind it. I mean, they can, obviously, but 
you don't know what to cheer for. It's it's stupid to change your marketing in the middle of a character push like that. This See, is I brand new people. Because I, I, I don't think have, so. Here's the thing. I don't I don't think you're gonna get a push. Uh, I think I think they're gonna get time. You just said they were, bud. No, no, no. That's not. That's not what I said. I I said they're gonna get time. They're there to polish their finishing maneuvers. They're there to. uh, They're not gonna take pins necessarily, but they're they're not gonna win anything. They're not gonna be. No, neither of those guys are gonna beat Tommaso Champion. They're gonna be long. They're long enough to build a character to do that. Um, They'll be brought into the main roster, and they'll be. Not pushed necessarily, but they'll be given an opportunity. And I think that's really, that's what WWE kind of got away from, right? Because for the longest time, the opportunity was NXT, right? You're given an opportunity in NXT. And then you get to the main roster and, you know, well, I was the NXT tag team champion. I was the North American champion. I was yada, yada, yada. Yeah, nobody gives a crap about that. Uh, I don't care. Vince McMahon doesn't care. He doesn't watch NXT. And... So now, although he did review the script this week, yes, but he wasn't there and he's not going to be there. He's not going. Let's, let's be real about this. Vince is not going, he's not going to go and be in charge. I don't think Bruce is going to go either. Uh, I think that they're going to call Sean and Sean's going to say, yeah, I got this, 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 and this. And they're going to say, all right, make sure this guy gets over. This guy goes over, put insert this guy, yada, 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 whatever. And then, you know, that'll be it. That'll be the long and short of it. And then, that, that's what's going to go. Uh, Hunter will be back at some point. Uh, I hope Triple H gets feels better, gets better. Uh, he's on recovery right now, but apparently he's not coming back for a little while, a couple weeks. Hey, speaking of, did you happen to catch on SmackDown? Pat McAfee had said something about Cerebral, and he was like, you know, and then uh, T's and P's to the Cerebral one, and then, like, I heard him kind of cut off a little bit, and he's like, oh, yeah, my, my bad. Like, yeah. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming production got in his ear and was like, yeah, we don't do that, bud. Shut up. Don't talk about that. Yeah, we yeah. don't do that. So, um, but Derek, I mean, you, you you do raise a couple valid points, right? Like, why would you go through the process of putting all this together, and then just to to bring them up to the main roster, change everything that we've come to know and love about them? Well, here's my argument, and uh, you know, here's my argument to to your thought process, right? Like, everything that we know and love about Karrion Cross has been destroyed. Everything that we <laughs> yeah. We 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 have we not learned anything from this about Ricochet and so you know maybe maybe this is this is the way right like maybe Tom's really on to something here. And well, maybe the, I, I don't think that I'm on to something because I'm not a big fan of like what happened with Karrion Cross. I'm not a fan of what happened with Ricochet, but I do think like my thought process is go back to Dave Batista. He was right, not- and that's that's what I'm kind of touching on. It's like that thinking is right in line with where I think we're at. Well, I, think I don't that- think you go from playing Saturday mornings as uh, Isaac Yankum to Kane on Monday evenings. It happens all that often. So why are you <laughs> – if you're going to start them off with an Isaac Yankum, are you serious? It's just a waste of time. F- Dude, FTW, FTW, that's what it was. And that's what it was for decades and decades, too, for, like, guys that came up through the WWE system. Like, it's not just Dave Batista. It's not just Isaac Yankum. It's not just, like, Eminem, Eminem uh, Morrison, and uh, was it 
Morrison. No, it Miz. wasn't Morrison. No, it wasn't Miz. It was more. It was. It was John Morrison. And yeah, but he was Johnny Nitro at the time. No, no, because he was. It was Johnny Joey Mercury, no? Johnny Joey Nitro, Mer- that's and right. Melina. You're right. Ah. It was Joey Mercury. You're right. That's right. And they were M nice. M&M. And uh, but yeah, I mean, he didn't have the same name either. When he came up. He was a. You know, they pushed him for a long time. Valid points, my way. friend. Um, John Cena wasn't really in it. Uh, wasn't really there very long. Big E was in it uh, in, in FCW. He was Big E Langston, not Big E like he was Big E B I G G E I E Langston, Big E Langston, and you know same thing. Um, and he was just a weightlifter, right? Yeah. Um, and but it, it's a matter of uh, you know looking back at, at what's what's still popular. So what's worked for WWE is not what works for. AW or other it's just it's it's not they do the homegrown ex-football players ex-weightlifters ex like real wrestlers like like Olympic like Kurt Angle guys um Brock Lesnar stuff like that uh it's it's not uh you know Braun Strowman did a similar thing in um yeah in in NXT he's probably one of the only guys who really got that like FCW thing in NXT, he did a he well. Was, I mean Bray Wyatt too, man. He Bray got too, that, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. He you know, was, hey, and speaking of real quick, man, Jimmy Christmas. Like, are they trying to make Finn Balor the demon, the new Bray Wyatt, like the Fiend thing? Because I, I really feel like that's what they're trying to. They're going to squash him. They're they're fucking this up with the Fiend, they're or gonna, I mean, with with the demon. They're going to squash him. Well, For I sure. think. I think they're going to squash him, and they're going to squash him once, and that's going to be the long and short of it. And then he'll yeah, be but like Finn Balor. like. The backstage vignette, and then like, you know the the terrible animation, like him morphing into the demon. Like, come on, man, we don't need that. The we demon? don't need that. We make sure make sure instead of saying the, you say duh, because like, we've uh, never heard you th- say the before, Finn. Yeah, right, right, Fergie, Fergie. <laughs> so, but listen though, I I'll tell you what, and and all bullshit aside with NXT two all right, and and I think we can all agree on this one. They have my attention. Sure, I I, I mean I'm interested yeah. to see. I would like to see new stars, right? Like I want to see somebody become a star. I, I want to see Rocky Maivia go yeah, from I, a feud with Ken Shamrock to the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. I want to see that, right? Yeah, we got to yeah. watch it live. We watched it happen. We watched Stone Cold. Beat the hell out of and crush, just crush Jake the Snake Roberts, and say you want to talk about John three sixteen? Well, Austin three sixteen says I just whipped your ass, and, and you know, I, I want more of that, right? Yeah, so I'm into it. If I can't, if I can get more of that, then yes, this is welcome. However, if I get more of this flatline, wet fart bullcrap, then I'll hate it. So. <laughs> You know, here I am. Yeah, have our attention, and we'll call it flatline wet fart bullcrap. I mean, we'll see. Give it a couple weeks. I'm I'm not sold yet. I mean, there was lots of new faces. Um, It's definitely something to check out, but I'm not. You know, first episode didn't suck. No, it wasn't terrible, and like I think that you know they're they're looking more at like the production value of making this a viable television show. While making it a developmental area, why so wasn't I, it already a viable television show? It well, was, it was, it was but the problem decent. was, it was, it, it, it wasn't just, a Vince and Bruce production. 
<clears throat> Everybody so, was under 300 pounds. So, hey, hey. So, I, I really, really, something kind of cool came across today. And a uh, lot of, a lot of mixed feelings about this. Um, AW released a memo today saying that um, they're going to have a relationship to honor the world-renowned wrestler Owen Hart's legacy. They're going to have an Owen Hart Cup uh, tournament thing. Uh, you know, they're, they've teamed up with the Owen Hart Foundation. Uh, you know, it, it's really cool, man. It's really cool. And, like, I'm, I'm super stoked that, like, Owen Hart is going to be memorialized in the wrestling world, right? And Finally. And, and it's weird awesome. to me all at the same point in time that it's AEW, right? But there's just such a sour relationship between between Owen's wife and, and WWE that it's just – we're never going to see that. We're, yeah. we're never going to see him take his rightful place in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. Just like we, were, we, we never got to see him take his rightful place as the WWF champion. No, we didn't. Uh, you, you know, um, so – this is going to be really, really cool. And the one thing, the, the one rhetoric that continues to be across the internet is how great it is that AEW just continues to find ways to honor like great human beings that have commit, you know, co committed their, their lives to this business and, and the fans. And, you know, we saw it with Brody Lee and, you know, we're seeing it with Owen and it's like, this is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's definitely cool. I, uh, all I could think of when I saw this is like, oh, that's awesome. We also might get to play as Owen Hart in the the AEW video game, dude. That would be wild, right? How great, how fantastic would that be? Um, I mean, it's been, man. I think I feel like the last video game he was in was Raw as War. Am I wrong, uh, Derek? That would be a you question, pal. I couldn't tell you that on that one, but but that would be. That would be no, insanity. I'm, I'm, cer uh, I'm certain uh, because uh, he died. He died in the '90s, and then the next video game was WrestleMania 2000. So, um, yeah, that's the last. Yeah. That's the last time we get to play as Owen Hart in a video game. So it's been 24 years. No, yeah, 25. Man. 25. 90, that game came out in 1996. 25 years. Crazy. So. Uh, yeah, uh, the, unless you use the creative wrestler in WWE 2K20. <laughs> well, I, you know, creative wrestlers aside, um, yeah, no, but I mean, just to have a have have something. That, yeah, I, I think it's important, and I think I think the legacy of Owen. Um, you know, regardless of how anybody feels about you know Owen's widow. Uh, where it's gone, I feel like didn't do service to him. Uh, you know, I understand her not willing to work with WWE uh, at the time and and ever, uh, ever. I mean, clearly, like they were responsible. It happened. Yeah, yeah. She well, was mad. She still is. I'm, yeah, and I'm only coming from a dark side of the ring aspect of it. But uh, if I was in her position, I feel like she explained her position well and. It's understandable why she's upset. They felt she felt like they didn't take due care. And I ordered the pay per view. Bro. I was watching the pay per view. I it was, I was uh, not, but I have seen the clip. You want to talk about um, 
something that sticks with you for the rest of your life uh and just changes you as a human because and it just, it's one of those things where like what the hell just happened what and we're we were children like at the time like we're not yeah we were in middle school we were in middle school like we we were children when this happened and just to watch it is like it was gut-wrenching and i, I had a house watching, full of people i i it was me and my dad and i can't remember if adam was there or not adam was often there um but it was it was you know me and my dad watching it and we went what what happened and then you know you had no idea because the camera cut away before before he hit the turnbuckle but uh i mean that killed him instantly and um i i think we found out later that night that he had passed yeah um i mean he was dead when they pulled him out of there but they they we found out later that night that he, he had gone and uh man what a what is it because it was what saint valentine's day massacre Right? No, it was uh, Unforgiven, I believe. No, actually, it was called Over the Edge is what it was called. Over the Edge, that's yep. right. Yeah, um, right. You know, so, I mean, uh, all, all that the, that piece aside, right, like, it, it's terrible. And, and the decision to continue to run the pay-per-view, I think, is what has really come into question the most across the years, right? right. So um, the fact that there's a lot of positivity in the, in the wrestling world surrounding Owen Hart and his name right now, I, I think is – a huge, huge win for, you know, uh, Owen Hart, his legacy, and, you know, most importantly, fans of Owen Hart. So it's uh, pretty pretty good stuff. So Owen was yeah. amazing. Oh, like, it was that, incredible. Like, it's hard to – Owen was almost every bit as good as his brother, but, like, a better heel. Yes. Truth be told. Yes. That WrestleMania 10 match that opened, that opened the show is still my number one favorite wrestling match to watch. Um I can never get tired of watching it. And um, a lot of times I watch WrestleMania 10 just for that match. So, And, and one, of the, one of my favorite things about Owen and Brett um, is that Owen's a lefty, I think. Am I correct in that? Um, I'm not sure on that one. So w- whatever it was, was that like Brett put the sharpshooter in like right-handed and Owen did it left-handed or something like that. It was like, oh. it was like the other way around. That's cool. Was, it was one of those things where it was like the same thing, the same smoothness. Clearly, they were they had worked on it together, um, and yeah, it was just uh, we'll never get that again, right? No. That's that's it. That was it. Those were that was the moment, and it was it was snuffed out in front of our eyes. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, there there there's there there has been other you know brother greats, you know, the Usos come to mind, but at the same time, like, are they Brett and Owen? No, no, nobody really is, pal. Right. Hey, so Derek, you you brought up a brought up a little something something there. You talk about the dark side of the ring perspective. Um, sure. Great transition. Great transition. Let's uh, let let's let's talk about dark side of the ring, gentlemen, shall we? Okay. Um, Order new beer for that. So no. we all know. We've all seen the news. We've all seen the headlines. Um, we'll dark side the episode. We've all watched the episode Dark Side of the Ring, the plane ride from hell. Um, you know, we had all heard stories and tales of the plane ride from hell, you know, growing up and, 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 you know, through the thing, because it's become this like wrestling folklore, right? 
I wouldn't say and, growing up, but if you if you're hardcore like, enough to actually be listening to this, you you know about the plane ride from hell. Hell yeah, for sure. That that's that's fantastic. And you know, the thing is, man, like the the plane ride from hell, like it, it's it's folklore, right? Like it, it's the it's the stuff that that the wrestlers talk about. You know, you you've got all these different perspectives of what happened on this plane ride, and we got to see a little bit of that this week on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, you know, specifically, you know, we 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 heard about the the Mr. Perfect and, and Brock Lesnar fight that almost jarred the door open. And um, you know, then we we've got the the drinking and just the craziness that, that ensued on this flight. Um, you know, but one of the things that like you don't really hear too too much of is is some of the sexual assault allegations, right? Like, um, you know, Tom, you I know you've got a got a thing that you want to talk about as far as this and and you know you're absolutely correct on that standpoint but you know i know i come in here every week and i and and i flick the rick just to get fucking tom a little fired up and off edge and um but man a guy that a lot of us have looked up to as wrestling fans um you know was really kind of cast in a really really disappointing light on thursday night and um disappointing is the right word um that's fantastic uh so okay how do how where do i start so uh rick flair to me is one of the greatest ever ever to do it ever uh i've met the man several times and uh he's never been any less than kind to me uh he remembered me the second time that i met him it was only like six months apart um, but it, I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest to ever do it, right? One of the greatest to ever step in the ring. One of the greatest character pieces, one of the greatest characters ever. Um, obviously I'd heard from the plane ride about the plane ride from hell, right? Heard about it. You know, the fact that, you know, you hear about, oh yeah, Ric Flair walked down, opened his robe and did the, did the whirly bird thing with his weenie and, 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 uh, you know, pop the boys. That's that's part of it, right? That's that's part of the whole mystique. No, everybody, you know, whenever that was laid out in the past, Rick was given a pass in, in a way where um, his pass was basically, well, you know, that was Ric Flair, and uh, that's what happens with Rick, and uh, he does that thing, it pops the boys, and that's that that's all it was. Now. What happens on uh, Dark Side of the Ring is that you find out that, at least from the perspective of this flight attendant, that he corners a huge plane, a huge plane, um, and does that to her and has her touch it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, I feel like there's, that's the line there. That's like, wait, what? And everybody that's come out since then has said, Whoa, that's not a Ric Flair thing. Rick never had to make anybody touch it. Like it was, a like, that was not a thing. Right. Um, but you know, at the same point in time, pal, like, you know, I think the, the thing that we're forgetting here is that there was a lawsuit that was filed about this, that WWE settled out of court. There was, and Scott Hall was also involved in that. Um, 
because he licked that same woman. Good Lord. Um, oh, this poor, poor woman. woman. This poor woman, right? I mean, you couldn't watch this and not help but feel terrible for her. Uh, and that's that was the long and short for me. was like I felt terrible for this. I wouldn't want to be there as 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 a as a grown man over 200 pounds with a grizzled beard and I, I wouldn't want to be there current current version of me doesn't want to be on this plane right right yeah let alone whatever she was this lady was probably what late 20s early 30s maybe like, oh guaranteed if you if you have a job like that yeah guaranteed late 20s early 30s right I, I mean you you're not like I, I don't I don't I, it's, you know you don't want to be late twenties, early thirties, woman, one hundred and twenty pounds ish. Uh, no, you don't. You just don't. And this is not. You know, I'm not trying to be sexist here, but like you're you're talking about a man, Ric Flair's two hundred forty five pounds at this this point in time. He's fifty years old, but he's in good shape. I, I mean, all of, like these are intimidatingly huge humans on purpose, right? I mean, we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, Mr. Perfect and Brock Lesnar, who are both like 6'4", whatever, 230, 240, 250, just slamming into things. Like, we're talking about the epitome of, like, peak male performance, right? Exactly. By, by peak male performance, I mean enhanced male performance. Um, how, is, how is anybody – how, how am I, you know, meek – male like i am my 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 muscle my my weight is not is not uh uh enhanced male performance my weight is uh pizza <laughs> you know <laughs> let alone well let alone let alone you know it's not a thing that's uh conducive to that so no i, I Man, it's real disappointing and that i think you used the right word i, I mean it's alleged clearly i mean she's that's the first time I'd heard that particular part, right? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Ric Flair's walking up and down, swinging. Like, that's that's not even the first time you hear that story about Ric Flair, right? He just no. does that in I the mean, locker room. Listen to pop the boys. Here's the thing, too, right? Like, so WWE, do you guys on the network? Uh, the show that me and Gene started, the little cartoon show, uh, Story Time. Yeah. Um, Ric Flair actually. Gene. Had a had a story time about him being on an airplane, doing the helicopter, and only his robe to the female flight attendants. Um, it has since been removed from Peacock as of this morning. I mean, I can, it was on Peacock. They let they let that go on it, Peacock. It, it was on the network, and then it, it was removed from Peacock this morning. But it was on Pe that made it onto Peacock. It did. It made it on. I watched it. Yep, I watched it on uh, at least WWE Network. I, I I saw it on WWE Network. I just can't believe it made it onto Peacock because that was like holy crap. Yeah. So, but we'll 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 get into the fallout here, Derek. Bud, dark side of the ring, man. Whew. Uh, Ric Flair. You know, I, I know that you're not as as I can't say that I'm a diehard. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's it's disappointing. It's 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 something though that I think we need to just own up to and say that we all saw we all recognized that he did have bad behavior throughout the years as as everybody did i mean this this was this was the boys being the boys is how it was looked at at the time 
And unfortunately, that looking back on that, we were wrong in that aspect. Um, I would never want to say, for instance, put my daughter through that kind of situation. That's just no. disgusting and sad, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel terrible for the, uh, the stewardesses that had to come forward. And, and here's the thing, though, is, is apparently there was a lawsuit. And they got settled out of court, of course. So in that act, WWE did admit some fault. Um, so with that I, being the said. Thing about, the, the thing about the lawsuit, I feel like, really focused on Scott Hall, right? Uh, at uh, least from my, from my perspective. From my perspective, really where the lawsuit settled was because Scott Hall licking her, that's not new. None of that was new information. That was a thing. And Scott Hall said, oh, I don't remember any of it. Um, well, no, no. He's not going to admit to that. Well, dude, Scott Hall was, doesn't remember. No, he probably really doesn't remember it. But he, he, he does not so remember. I think 19, that... He doesn't remember 1998 through 2006. Yeah, probably. Well, I... That's fair. I mean, that's fair. But, you know, I... So it's interesting because, like, I think that we all feel really, really just pretty shitty about the whole thing, right? I mean, it's not it, – look, this is not a thing to – like, we all have daughters, right? Like, yeah. this is not a thing. Like, how, what, if my, what, if that, what if that's my wife? What if that's my daughter? What's like, – that's, that's, that's unbelievable. Un, and, and that's exactly the point that I was trying to get through there is yeah. that, you know, Unacceptable. this is not anything that I could ever imagine in my actual life. And if it were to happen, it would be, you know, devastating to myself and my family and my poor daughter, especially wife, whomever. And yeah, this, I feel terrible for ever supporting. It, it's not about, it's not about supporting Ric Flair, pal. Like it, it's not like, it's not so I'm, much that, but I, I, I let the, let the episode go by me and, and knew what was going on and just, I guess so, I didn't understand the severity. It got very graphic in the yeah. Dark Side of the Ring episode. That's that's what's new about this whole story. It seems is is it got very graphic and very you know involved about what actually happened, which was not, I would say, expressly relegated previously. You're right in a way. Um. There's there's a few things about the episode particularly that I want to point out because it's 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 very it was very much cut to be dramatic right it's very much cut in the way of like a uh, a road rules a uh, a a a, um, a a real world right uh, and there were there were I feel like I've heard a lot of stories about things and a lot of uh, there's a lot more there's a lot more stories surrounding right the plane ride from hell a ton more yeah um that were glossed over or just straight up not mentioned they talked to rob van dam they talked to just incredible they talked to um terry runnels terry runnels they talked to jim ross and the flight attendant heidi the flight attendant that was it right did we talk tommy to dream was it tommy dreamer who also buried himself we'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, I'm getting to him too. Don't worry. I, I I didn't know that Tommy Dreamer or uh Justin Credible were on that flight. 
and because nothing happened to them, they were just standbys. Xbox. Um, Michael Xbox, I knew. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. They didn't talk to those people, but I knew they were on the flight because yeah, yeah, Mike Xbox yeah. cut off. But look, that's funny. I don't care who you are. No, that's that's hilarious. Xbox cutting off Michael Hayes' stupid ass ponytail is fine. Like, Fuck Michael if, Hayes. If that, yeah, right? If that's the if that's the long and short of it, like do, they tried do, to make do. that. They tried do, to make. Do, do. I lost my ponytail. They they tried to they tried to make that dramatic like oh Michael was so mad, um, whatever fuck it it doesn't matter that that doesn't matter Michael Hayes and his ponytail are uh, irrelevant and X Pac that none of that deserves you know anybody to be mad at anybody about at all. Um, but JBL like, had already like they, knocked him out, so it, it didn't matter, and he deserved it. Yeah, JBL punched on the head. He did, and not JBL just smacked the crap out of him. But JBL is a huge human with a big yeah. hand. He just went whack, and then Michael he Hayes just waltered the side of his head, and he went to slap. Yeah, Nighty night. Good night. Good night. And they cut off his ponytail because you know what? Michael Hayes is a dick. He deserved it. Uh, JBL probably deserved being punched in the face. I don't care. I think he if, was sleeping. He was, but he probably still observed it. So I don't care either. <laughs> uh, uh, the the problematic parts clearly were were upheld. However, however, I feel like Dustin Runnels particularly got kind of a pass and almost got a redemption story. A little bit, yeah. Which I had never heard before, and honestly, I'd heard worse about Dustin Runnels about him walking around without pants on back there. Uh, with his with with his uh, not so quite Space Mountain out, and you know uh, I feel like that may have been edited out. This this to me feels like a like well we gotta we gotta save these these AEW guys, especially Dustin, um, and just kind of make wow. him. Wow, did you really just go there with Look, that? They gave him a redemption story. Have you ever heard the Dustin redemption I say story? Redemption story. Uh, he was the one. He, I mean, he he was he the was, hero. He was the hero. He saved her from Ric Flair. Have you ever heard that story before? I have not. I have not either. Um, look, I, I'm not saying that didn't happen. Maybe it did. I don't know that Dustin remembers that that happened. Um, but. You know, she called him. I think it was gold. Like the whole, the whole surrounding of it, that portion of it, particularly. Well, I would me, trust Jim Ross no matter what, one hundred percent. Jim Ross so didn't say shit that. about. Jim Ross didn't say shit about it. That though, that was a separate. Like, hey, let's let's make let's make Dustin Reynolds look good. I think it was Gold Dust. I think Gold Dust saved me. Um, look, I'm not. I'm sure somebody pulled Ric Flair out and said, leave her alone, drunk man with your dick out, hanging out by the galley. Let's get the fuck out of here because this is not right. Somebody had the wherewithal to pull Ric Flair out of there. Lots of crazy shit on the plane ride from hell, right? We all, sure. We've all heard yep, all yep, of yep. these crazy stories. Okay. But I can't get away from the fact that like Tom, you said it yourself. This is kind of new news, right? A new story. You know, Flair was mentioned in that lawsuit and sure. um, you know, the, the whole deal, like they settled out of court and, you know, shit happened to Dustin and, and, you know, Mr. Perfect got fired 
and uh, Scott Hall got fired. Sure you know, did. But but Ric Flair gets a pass, and and the best the best that we can get from Jr. is he's a made man, right? right. Which is actually facts. And I've seen sure. a lot of shit today online, you know, bashing Jr. for his explanation of the thing. But hmm. I I think that I think that Jr. was as honest with us as he possibly could have been, and and you can see it on his face, and he's got. No problems telling you what's wrong with the wrestling business when there's things wrong with the wrestling business. And I think no. that that's why we as fans still have so much respect for good old JR. Absolutely. Because he does keep us, he knows we're not stupid, right? He knows that. Well, and, he, hopes we're, he hopes we're not stupid. He hopes no, we're not. no, no. I have, but this, I have zero problem. Go, go on, Walt. I'm so, uh, I mean, but, you know, there's all kinds of just crazy, stupid shit that, that happens on this plane ride, right? And, and and then this stuff with with Ric Flair comes out, man, and, and and it just in the pit of my stomach, it just makes me angry. It it really just makes me angry because you know there there's things that that people talk about, and it's like, hey, man, never meet your heroes, never do this, never do that. And then shit like this comes out, right? And it's somebody that I have a lot of respect for as a wrestling fan. You know, I've never met the man personally, and I'm sure he's a fantastic human being. He seems like he's absolutely incredible to the fans. And, and but you know, he's lived the gimmick his entire life, right? And, and and you're 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 sitting here and you're you're expecting me to turn a blind eye to this, and I'm just not gonna do it. I'm just not. And you know. It doesn't mean that like I'm gonna just continue to you know to or just stop supporting Ric Flair and the things that he does. The the man has given me a lifetime of memories to to enjoy and look back on. This sucks. Like this really really just sucks, right? And, and you know I, that woman went to work, man, and and she, then she comes home with this, you know. And, and the thing that I said was, you know, we all knew that the lawsuit existed. We we talked about this in our chat. We all knew the lawsuit existed. And I was the one that said, this is not going to be good for Ric Flair. And, you know, Tom, you were the one, you were like, hey, man, but, you know, we know about this. It, it, yeah, do we do know about it. But it's different whenever it's coming from the, the point of view of the alleged victim, right? Yeah. And, and, and this woman came on here and she told her story and it was compelling and i was i was you know invested in what she had to say and things like that um we had never heard it from her point of view yeah we'd never heard it from her point of view exactly and, and like i i just i'm i'm conflicted today because uh, you know we, we know so much about Ric Flair's career and his life outside of the ring and, and like the way that he is and, and, and stuff like that. And we know a lot about this guy, right? And to have this just kind of come out of nowhere, the, this crazy that he forced himself on someone. Um, At least forced her to touch it. I yeah. Mean, I think that's the like, I, th I really think that's the, uh, the crux of all of this where it's like, you know, and even everybody reacted to it, whether it's Tommy dreamer or Jim Cornette or whoever, it's like, that's not a thing Ric Flair would have done. However, you know, uh, you know, they drank three carts of booze before. Yeah, but this even uh, happened. So, I mean, still, uh, man, booze, booze is no, is no, no, it's no excuse. This is no fucking happening, guys. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like you know, what I'm saying there's, so there's no chance that this gets exonerated and 
in the court no, of public right. opinion. You're no, absolutely you're right. right. You're right. No, listen, I'm not. So something something happened today. Okay. We, we've had all weekend to look at this shit and talk about this shit before we came in here. Um, literally right before I hit record, Ric Flair released a statement. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to read that statement for you and for our, our audience. And I know that gentlemen, this is going to be the first time that you've heard this um, not. But, on, purpose, on purpose. Yes. On purpose. So I'm, I'm going to read the entire statement and then uh, we're, we're going to discuss the, the insides of this here and let's the, and the fallout that's been associated with this episode. Um, so Ric Flair's statement, every person that I've worked with has, has said not to post a response. But I've never run from the past behaviors before, and I'm certainly not going to start now. I want to clarify a few things. About four years ago, I gave ESPN full access to my life for a 30 for 30 special. They covered taxes, financial issues, adultery, divorces, the passing of my child, and drinking, partying at length. Rory Kampf, despite it to matter for another 15 minutes, did an interview about it this morning. When Rory's lips are moving, he's typically lying. But one part of what he said was the God's honest truth. I'd never heard that he had forced someone to touch his genitals, Carp admitted. Everything with Rick that was, that was construed as negative, I tried to address in the 30 for 30. His drinking, his philandering, his adultery, his money problems, and there's quite a bit. But never, at least in the people that I spoke to, no one ever brought up that he would for, he would force himself on somebody. I allowed my personal life, and now that was a quote from from Rory Camp. Okay, Flair continues with, "I allowed my personal life and the lives of my wife and children to be turned upside down for one reason, whether it's good or bad, even the really bad. The truth has to matter, even in wrestling." My issues have been well-documented over my 40-plus-year career. The impact of drinking too much, which nearly killed, killed me five years ago, has been told time and time and time again. The reason Rory, or anyone else for that matter, never heard stories of me forcing myself on anyone is simple. It's never happened. I mean, it's a powerful that's... statement, honestly. he It seems like that's... That sounds genuine to me, and it sounds like it's from the heart. But you sure as shit better hope that whatever comes out of your Twitter machine is sounding decent. Because these are heavy accusations he's going up against. Uh, to, to, to back that up a little bit, it's it, literally every interviewee of that, other than that one flight attendant, is that says... The same thing. Like I, I listened to the Jim Cornette podcast this morning as well, and he, he said the same thing. I have never once in my life heard of Ric Flair forcing himself on any woman ever. Because uh, he didn't have to, right? Right. He, he didn't have to. He's the that nature. Was, that was not a like, oh, you're not interested or whatever. Like, I got, there's 60 other chicks that are. Um it was never it, 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 that was that was one of the now Jim was not on that flight. He was not. He he admitted it, and you know through that whole podcast they talked about like, look, this is a serious accusation, and this is terrible. Like this is how this woman felt, and this is what her she thought. Like, like I am not here to dismiss that. That is not where we are with this, and I, that's not where I am either. I am not here to dismiss what this woman felt about this. If she feels that way about that, if that's her story, well, she did because she got a lawsuit settlement out of it, man. I mean, 
to, to point it at, I mean, the lawsuit was not specific because uh, Scott, the Scott Hall lick thing is a big, like, that's. God, it, yeah, but Scott Hall got fired for that. He, well, did. Lick, he yeah. absolutely did. You're not, I'm, we're in a complete agreement here. Like, we're not, I'm. There's also a little bit of, uh, of, uh, an accusation as to whether or not Vince and Linda were on the flight, which Jonathan Coachman brought up earlier today, or maybe yesterday, that uh, there was no they secret were that not. they weren't. They were, they were one hundred percent on the flight. Yeah, they were. It was. It's documented that they were on the flight. Yeah. Oh yeah, it absolutely. Is I did my research today, but Coachman. He he tried to make it a point that they were not neither of them. Coach were. wasn't even there, and he hates the WWE. So what's he towing the company? Also, like? I don't know why well, he would be doing this, but he is. I'm just trying also, to bring up what's relevant, fellas. The fuck Coach you want from was, me? Coach was on other flights that were similar, but not quite this flight. Um, and Coach was passed out on Xanax for those flights. <laughs> That's also been well documented. So it's, it's 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 one of those things where it's hard to be like, there's there's these other guys. Vice does a good job doing their backlog research and checking things out. However, they're vetting. They're vetting. However, they still have to put a TV program together, right? Yeah. Uh, so honestly, truthfully, this is that this is where my and I brought it up before about Dustin. This is sort of where my criticism. I, I have no doubt that that's how um, that flight attendant, a flight attendant, remembers it, especially because of the way that she laid it out later about her husband, who also really kind of came off shitty. And I don't know if they're still married or what, but she, he also came out really terrible, like at, very terrible, in my opinion. This is, what What did you do that that provoked this? Was was sort of her like what she had said about her husband. Like, what did you do that provoked you, Ric Flair, to get you to touch his penis? Um, which was massive, which they also was very were very like, Rick Ric Flair has a massive penis. Like that was the other thing. It was like those things were more explored, I feel like, than anything else. Well, I can't hear you. Something about a massive penis. Anyway, so uh it, it uh Anyway, my point being is that this was one very much laid out to be a television show, right? In the, in the same way that the real world or road, road rules is. So, at what point is this like laid out for dramatics? And at what point is this laid out for sincerity? Now, I, I absolutely believe this woman 100%, and I'm not trying to cut this down at all. Uh, I think we want to talk about Tommy Dreamer here at some point. Um, he he maybe shot himself in the foot or like in the forehead. Oh, he's done. He's over. Like his, his, he's done. Right. The I mean he's a he he's a EVP or some shit for impact. They send his ass home. Uh, you know, he's a he's a a personality on busted open radio, uh, like three times a week. They send his ass back and you know, Tom, Tommy Dreamer's done. Like he, he he's done because of this. That's right? rough. And, and the thing is, man, it's just it's it, it's because he's stupid. That that's yeah, why I made dumb comments. It's, it's he because really did. he's stupid, right? And 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 the thing about Tommy Dreamer is, you know, 
I don't think maybe, you know, like you said, maybe there was some heavy editing here and I'm sure that there was, but uh, you know, you, you sign up to do an interview like this and then somebody asks you about the Ric Flair penis thing and you're like, Oh, it's a gag that the boys do. Yeah. We really get, get a pop at the curtain. It's like, okay. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah. Flipping it around in front of this flight attendant. Oh, that was inappropriate. But you know what else is inappropriate? This double ponytail. That's inappropriate, but you know, man, whatever. It's like, bro, you're, you're like a big deal in, in, in professional wrestling and like right. whether he wants to, you know, we want to sit here and talk about it or not. He he's a prominent name in pro wrestling. Well, you he's know, Tommy well, dreamer. He's Tommy fucking dreamer. Right. And, and, and to be so stupid to just say such stupid sophomore childish things. Okay. Uh, about an, an alleged sexual assault is fucking just ridiculous. I, I have. Okay. I do have comments on this, actually. Fucking stupid. Right. Okay. I agree with you on that. My problem, God, uh, he went, he went to that, he went to that point, right? And I'm sure he didn't know, like, he was probably interviewed, like, think of it as like, he's in a box, right? Uh, yeah, no, he, he, he interviewed to pop the boys is what he did. Right. And he they, had no idea. And he made he himself had, look stupid. Right. But he had no idea what this, what this woman had to say, because he was somewhere up in the front fucking asleep nobody messed with tommy dreamer like they just they asked him hey you were on this flight you want to be on this like he's one of like three dudes who literally had nothing to do with anything current headings dead xbox didn't talk uh brock lesnar didn't talk uh scott hall didn't talk you know uh rick flair didn't talk about this like they got rick flair wouldn't want to talk about this no, sure. None sorry, of them would. boys. Nobody that actually did anything of circumstance wanted to speak about it. Right. So, so they they picked out Tommy Dreamer and and Just Incredible, and and Terry Reynolds who was up in the front the whole time, and Jr. who popped back a few times. I mean, it, they didn't even ask. I don't know that they they didn't even ask Vince McMahon. Not that Vince McMahon would talk about. Uh, he would never do it. No. Himself. Okay, but like, listen. Hold on, hold on. I'm not done. Give okay. me a second. Um, so let's go back to Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer did, he committed the ultimate sin, in my opinion, which is he committed the sin of going, everybody's offended by everything at this point in time. And it's like, oh my God, you fucking went there. Not only did you go there, you pulled it up as like, well, I guess everything offends everybody now. It's like, no, dude, this stuff was offensive then, it's offensive now. And you cannot, God, you cannot pull this stuff. Oh, hey, we're going to put this on. Well, this is on Vice TV. Uh, everybody's offended about everything right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexual assault is offensive to me, right? Sexual yeah. assault is offensive 100%. to yeah. everybody. Wiener helicopters are not a good look. Touch it is is a ter- is the worst look. Terrible. Look, you want to you want to you want to swing it around for guys who have seen it five times, whatever. You know, the baby elephant. Okay. If it's for the boys, whatever. But he it's was facing what the it is. wrong That's way. That's what they were doing. But he was facing the wrong way, and yeah. she was in the galley by herself. So it, it's Came goddamn unfortunate. It's goddamn unfortunate. I have one question, mm-hmm. guys, about this whole thing. Right, the the whole fallout. What does this mean for Ric Flair's legacy? There's going to be a little blackout period. You know, there won't be any mention of Rick for a minute. Uh, Charlotte will have her her name still intact. 
I know there has been uh, a couple memes she'll, about that that she'll have it removed, but I don't believe that'll be the case. So as far as Rick is concerned, um, I, I agree with Derek. There's a there's a hard pause. Um, his legacy in the ring, probably. I mean, all things will pass, and this this may be one of those things that passes. Um, I'm not. I don't know. I feel like Rick uh, needs to maybe fall on a sword here. This is one of those things where it's like Rick Flair needs to be like, I'm sorry, I was drunk. I don't remember doing these things. These aren't things that I would normally do. This is not a thing that I condone. And uh, you know, this is this is not this is not my way. I'm not this man. I'm not this person. I'm supremely sorry. Uh, I know there was a lawsuit, and I know we settled. I was not a part of that. You know, I, I really feel like he just needs to fall on the sword about this, um, truth be told. And, you know, or just shut up and not say anything and just let it, uh, you know. Well, Tom, I, I totally feel you about the fall on the sword thing, man. But I think you kind of touched on it already is is with the, the settlement that's already been put in place is can he say anything about it? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, and I'm glad you brought that up and I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know, at, at the end of the day, man, the, this, this lady took settlement money and here we are sitting here talking about something that may or may not have happened because it was I, settled out of court and we'll never know. And I was thinking about it the other day. Is it, is it uh, like seven, 17, 17 years? 2003. So yeah. 18, 18, 18 years, 18 years. Yeah. Okay, so that's not a nice round even number that you would probably expect to be in a uh, in a settlement as far as the lawsuit goes. You think it'd be 20, 15, something in the zero to five range, not a random 18 years. So it's obvious that she could have spoke about it previously and just chose not to because she was hoping that some sort of payday might come around. <laughs> I'm not saying she was malicious in her thinking. I'm just saying that it's... It's just something. She won. At the end of the day, pal, like you could be right. I could be right. He could be right. She could be right. We don't know because this wasn't this this wasn't handled. There was not a not a guilty or innocent verdict. And, and that that's kind of just how the how the world is. Right. So hard pause be handled much differently today. That's for yes. Sure. Yes. Thank you. I, I think hard pause yes. because. I think I think the time frame in which this took place is really the uh, the crux of, of the issue here. Is that like it took place sort of at a time frame where you know there was there was God man the '90s and the early 2000s. What a weird time, right? Yeah. Where like all of this stuff mattered to us, but it's it was it was all very like like we were children. We were children. everything was fluid. It was fluid. Yeah. We were it mattered to our parents until it went away and they got the next newspaper, right? And then right. it was gone. It was they forgot. They totally forgot. It didn't. It was to us one of those things where it was like we didn't. We had no say. We had no. We were only freshmen. We were only freshmen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um. But we were children, right? So it, to us, it was like, you know, this is something that stuck with us. Clearly, this stuck with us, right? Like, we remember this. We remember hearing about this. 
we talked we, we we had discussions with our friends about this because this was a this was a big ass scandal on things that we liked a lot professional wrestling about people that we liked a lot rick flair brock lesnar you know kurt hennig all these guys guys who we idolized we I, like we fucking love these guys right and you know our parents didn't give a shit and they were the ones in charge right and, uh, you know not our parents in particular our parents are lovely people um just the fucking salt of the earth best people ever um but in general like you know their generation sucked it, our parents we just happened to be lucky and have the best ones right the three of us yep and uh <laughs> so at this point in time it's it's just one of those things where it's like should this have been pushed harder yeah at the time yeah oh my god should it ever absolutely 100 percent. however was it no no it was not um what's what's the uh what's the fallout from this right what's the uh you know what what's the what's the long term of it do we do it does does this one incident you know disevaluate rick flair ever is well flair done? is uh, all i'm saying guys is um rick flair's been his new tv commercials been pulled um all of his merchandise on wwe shop has been pulled um you know so uh tommy dreamer has been actually i uh from impact tommy dreamer has been suspended from fucking busted open radio we've been on this fucking topic for 48 minutes can we please move on we have more topics yeah, yeah right, we have two more top, three more topics. Hurry <gasps> the okay, fuck go. up. Let's go. Oh, he's gonna come punch you. Not being the yeah. far away. Okay, come on then. Okay. Don't smoke a cigarette. I got all night. I'll put myself out of the fucking thing again. You've had all the pullouts. Yeah, except for the one that mattered. Badoom! Nah, man, she's perfect. Yeah, I give you that one. All right, so um, Andrew Yang's at it again, guys. Um, I you know, about man, that. he's a disruptor. Man, we had talked about this a couple of months ago. Uh, you know, right around presidential election time. Uh, let, let, let's just go ahead here. Uh, my my man has has come out and he says had a call with the Labor Department. If you're current or former WWE performer who feels misclassified as an independent contractor contact. And let's get you what Vince says. You been a long time coming, but this storyline is real. Tom, this one's, uh, this one's right up your alley, right? Like, I mean, I, I went to, went to town on this one about, you know, the whole thing with Twitch and, and, and all that fun stuff. Um, but. So there's there's been a line that's been crossed, I think, at some point uh, in it, recently, especially with Twitch and all of that. Um, Cost so, of Adam Cole, it, absolutely, all hundred percent. Um, well, now bad creative cost of Adam Cole, but yeah. Well, that's I, I, I mean, it's, it was a it, there's a there were many. Even He's though Mr. Cole, even though Mr. Cole defended WWE in his most recent interview, oh, I had never heard those plans that they wanted me to be a manager. That's silly. He's a nice guy. Uh, look, I, what a guy, right? What a good guy. So Adam Cole. Um, but yeah, no. I, I, look, this is a thing that's that's, that's been coming, and 
Vince has always had friends in politics. Good, good Lord. The previous president had taken a stunner on television and shaved Vince McMahon. We always got to go to the politics. Come on now. I mean, this is as political as it gets, pal. Right? I mean, Trump took a stunner. Did Trump not take? I've, Trump, I've, Trump, sh- Trump took a stunner. I've, I've shared he this did. like this. He took the word. Look, Trump uh, sold it worse than anybody ever did. I just don't Trump. even want to give Trump. Trump means, not. You know, Trump, t- Trump, Trump took the worst stunner. Look, fuck Trump. Okay, I'm sorry, but he took the worst stunner anybody ever took. It's like talking about Joey Janela. Uh, really it's is fucking it's bullshit. Like, it's that low. I'm. It really is that low. You're right. So, so the the big thing is though, man. It, Thanks, Walt. Is he going to be able to to make this stick? Is he going to be able to make this happen? Like. Now, do you think that there's any legs to this "quote unquote" class action lawsuit that's going to happen? No, no. 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 He's he's no. coming across in his Twitter feed like a fucking uh, a, a, a mark small town channel five on the six o'clock news saying if you've been in a in a wreck uh, recently or you know if you if you have if you've been the paint, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no, yeah. no. You, I really felt that way too. Like that. I, I'm yeah. glad I'm not the only one. But listen, man, like it's not gonna ha- look. Would I love for it to happen? Yes. Yeah, Is it gonna happen. There's nothing there. Uh, I, I think this... because if it... no, I disagree that there's nothing there. There's plenty there, but uh, I do think that the WWE has better lawyers than the. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's listen, not in the DOL. Look, look. I've I've had plenty of conversations with the DOL. Uh, it's it's part of what I do in my daily life. Um, well, we're not we're not they're not sending their best and brightest. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> well, I'll tell you yeah. this: is 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 Vince isn't going to lose money. That would be no. my my take from no. it. Is there's no chance? Look, he'll cut the catering. Look, he'll look, cut the travel. Nope. Look, look. The best thing the 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 thing that might happen is Vince might have to give up that Twitch thing. That's that's the like that's, that's the like worst thing that could happen to Vince McMahon is that yeah. they'll be like, look, you, you can't use your gimmick name. You gotta let if you want to use your real name, you you gotta let these people twitch, and and yeah. he'll be like, what the hell's a right. twitch, pal? All right, whatever. Let's yeah, I was against it, but I don't know what it is. That that'll be, that'll be that like that's the, is it like the instant messenger? That's exactly. That's the worst case scenario that comes out of this, and it's like, you know, at that point you'll be like, "We claim victory," and it'll be like, "Okay, yeah." Right. But All like, right. you could have just won more than any Yay, 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 Paige! You get to you get to keep your toys. Oh fuck, Paige! That, that, that's it. She's no, worthless. No, She's just... oh come on. Okay, for what? Oh come on. Hey, hey pal. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, all I'm saying is, is she's. She's sucking up a downside guarantee, and we're cutting. We're cutting. I don't, main event talent fucking left and right. So doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm not buying stock in the in the show. When's the last time I watched Raw? I should have bought. I should have bought stock. Listen, this is gonna be great. Okay. No, if 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 he's successful, like you know, and and maybe the talent will 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 get a little bit more freedom and maybe the strings will come off of WWE a little bit and they won't be so tight, but I doubt it. I yeah. doubt it. We'll hey, Twitch. And, so and, uh, up, up, down, down. That's yeah. A, so speaking of, YouTube. Okay. Spe- speaking of twitching and YouTube, um, 
you know, and being allowed to do whatever the hell you want. AEW uh, is currently beating WWE in ticket sales for a venue. I believe it's in New York, if I'm not mistaken. It certainly is. Um, it is. Long Island. The UBS Arena there uh-huh. in Long Island, New York. Uh, oh, no. Back-to-back oh, weekends. No. Um, Baby. It's quite the differential there. Yeah, it's the the seating chart like that that was released from you know whoever I saw it from uh, was the most compelling piece of information on this because it was very visual and very quick to say, oh, that's not good. That's yeah, very, it was, that it was the, very uh, visceral. And it was visceral into the yeah. It, it definitely made its point known. Whenever three quarters of the WWE arena was still open for sale would you like front row seats i mean i can get be, them for you i mean it's to be Sunday, fair but i got you to be fair it is a monday night raw um raw's a bad show <laughs> i mean uh the, i don't want to go to the, raw the bloodline's on raw right now and we're recording a podcast at this exact moment actually. so you right know now. um the the best thing on WWT, wwe tv is currently on monday night raw and um well, we're recording a podcast so um yeah, Monday Night Raw is a really, really bad show. And I don't wanna take away the I'll fact watch it tomorrow. I don't want to take away the fact that the AEW product is on fire right now and that their ticket sales should absolutely be eclipsing WWE Monday Night Raw because they certainly are eclipsing them in the ratings each and every week. Well, it's it's a better show. I mean, we went. It, look, it is a better show. Look, I've look, I've been oh God, I've been to Raw. How many I've been to so many Raws. Uh, uh Derek and to, I went to Raw. I've been yeah. to a SmackDown. I've been to like 10 Raws. He threw up on himself, but we were there. I, I mean, it sounds yeah. like he had a good time, but um he had a way better time at the AEW show. That's the point I'm trying to make. So, like you go to AEW show, man, you're invested in what's happening. You go to a WWE show, and maybe they get lucky. And it, otherwise, well, it's like so, uh, the difference is that like it feels like in a WWE show that you're, especially a, a, like a live show, is that you're watching. Um, it feels like you're watching something that you've not. You don't really know what's happening. You really kind of need to rewatch it on TV. True. After you've been there, because you're like, yeah, I'm not real sure what I just saw, but like I just saw some matches, and I have no <laughs> idea what commentary said. I heard some muffled, like, uh, like I heard some muffled promos because I'm in too big of an arena, and uh, it was it's 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 not great. And um, it's been that way for a long time. Like, uh, God, when did uh, when did WWE buy um, WCW and uh, and, and two thousand and one? Two thousand and one. It's been that way for it's been that way since then, and. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's it's a hard show to watch. It really is, especially live. Uh, it's easier to watch like after the fact once it's edited down and on television. And I feel like that's always sort of been the strength of WWE. And, and I mean, that was the strength of WCW as well. But like AEW really has that live atmosphere nailed down. Like, Best wrestling after- show I've ever been to, hands down. Right, yeah, absolutely. Like it's nailed down, right? Like you get there and like you've got Justin Roberts who like, oh, we're commercial, but now I'm going to tell you 
Justin Roberts is great. Hey, and speaking of, if you guys want to want to check us out, you know, on our trip to Dynamite in Pittsburgh, you can just click on the old YouTube there and uh, scroll yeah. down a couple pegs. But like, I mean, it was like not like they didn't leave us out. Like we bought a ticket, and like we were, it was like, hey guys, this is what's happening. Hey, look, look at that sign over there. Look at that sign over there. As a fan of an AEW show, like you almost feel like a part of the show, right? As to where at a WWE show, you're like a like a prop, like a bystander. You're you're just watching. You're next. Yeah. You're you're. It's like I mean, Tony Khan came out at one point, talked to us. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah. And that wasn't aired on television. Like, no, nope. we saw Actually, that. Tony TK came out and talked to us twice. That's true. Right, right. But like, that's not a thing that we saw on TV. Like, we just right. we were not on television. We've only seen that coat a million times because we are ridiculous <laughs> and follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Well, and... we're well, we're marks. So, just, so uh, here, here's my question, guys. Right about, about this. Uh, I mean, I don't think from the live fan perspective that this is any real big revelation, right? That that AW shows are just a lot better to be in person. Yeah, they're fun. They're um, fun. Do you think that this has the attention of Vince McMahon saying AEW is not direct competition? Uh, this is the most direct comparison that any one human being can get and not and if you can look at this and say nah man that that that's not competition then you're fucking crazy um because th- this is very telling and do you think maybe WWE gets a little bit of a wake up call with something that is so direct i think they're awake um truth be told i, I really do feel like um that that's especially in the live show aspect uh god there's just no comparison right it's it really it's not even it's like not only is it a great live show like you can watch it on tv and, and that's a good show too and it's not that it's like i can't say right now that i'm i, I would watch aw dynamite and be like well that was a worse show than like raw's a worse show raw's terrible um Big ups to Big E, by the way. I I, I didn't watch I, it. I didn't watch it because it's on Monday Night Raw. But congrats I, to that guy too. I, I did. I watched the whole thing. I watched the match beforehand. I watched start to finish. God, I love Big E. Um, it's just a matter of like, it's it, you know the rest. There were there were two two hours and forty five minutes of other bullshit going on on Raw that were worth didn't watching. Matter. Now exactly and. Um, it's uh it's a matter of like with AEW like I watched all of Dynamite I watched all of uh, to be fair I watched all of NXT too yeah. I was interested I was in it uh I, after the fact Dynamite too uh and then I watched SmackDown um SmackDown's good yeah uh, always but, is solid show but like WWE has three hours of television on Monday that feels like throwaway um and. You know, I, I did not watch Rampage this week. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to get around to it. I've, I have no idea, but maybe it was good, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I I can't criticize or I, I didn't watch it. I not a second. But at the same time, it's like one of those things where it's just like, man, it's it really feels like AEW has the upper hand at this moment, and like if WWE WWE because they absolutely do. 
if WWE doesn't do something to the effect of like, uh, well, now we have to start doing something that's not just sit on our laurels and do nothing. Um, it's 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 going to be the the primary wrestling that like Dynamite's going to get three million viewers a week, yeah. and Rampage is going to get one point five million viewers a week, and then the WWE audience is going to dwindle. Like SmackDown might be fine; it'll probably get like. Two million viewers a week. I mean, it's that their audience, SmackDown audience, continues to grow week over week too. It's a good and, show, and, and now I don't it. see it dwindling until they actually go head to head. At this point, they're not actually head to head in any sort of way, so they're not actually pulling any sort of audience from one show to the other. So no. there, there, there shouldn't be any sort of you know, it's it's just actually spaced out nicely for the wrestling I, fans. I'll be interested I mean, you've if. Got, Five days a week of wrestling, if you count Impact, WWE, and AEW. Uh, that, Impact is, yeah. Man, I watch it. It's, I mean, not religiously. Yeah, Derek's getting it's, into it a little bit. They got they they, they, they got they got twenty minutes. They got stuff going on. It's not they got, terrible. They got, they got twenty minutes a show. So I, I mean, Derek, man, this is like what the, this is dream dream scenario for you, right? AEW beating WWE in both ratings on you know Wednesday to Monday and and, and ticket sales, huh? This is bullshit you've been trying to talk all along. I mean, it's it's it is what it is. I don't want to lose sight of what we're actually trying to do here, and and actually have a great show. And Good. and I think a lot of the, to be honest with you. WWE over the years, it's been the same product, even though obviously what they show on TV is different because the production values are so slick. It's just they're so smooth with everything. And I know that's weird to say, and I'm sure a lot of us can agree with this, though, that you don't see any mistakes. It just it just comes across as not raw. And AEW is a little different with that. I know in the beginning it was really terrible. And the production values have increasingly grown better, but there's being still too kind, pal. Yeah, oh, man, it was rough. I know we watched the first, the first pay per view. That first pay per view was phenomenal, man. It, it was the it was the shit that they let the off camera like, cuts, and then uh, whenever you get a commercial in the middle of a promo, but they listen, would do the side by side thing and the TV. It was terrible. Listen, dude. But, it, there's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt in anybody's mind, pal, that that AEW has put the fucking pieces together and they're doing the damn thing. Okay, I'm not gonna sit yeah. there and I'm not gonna let you gush over AEW. Okay, because I'm gonna put the fucking shit to bed. All right. Okay. You, congratulations. Okay. You, you've <laughs> you've converted me enough that I'm sitting here fucking. I'm I'm starting to see the light. We'll gush about it then. Good, okay. good. I'm not going to gush about it. That's what you're going to get. They still got a fucking long way to go. Still got a long way to go. Okay. There's but I will say I, I will say this. AEW Dynamite is my first watch of the week every single week. Gentlemen, match of the week. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Um so Match of the week, God, I, I hate I hate where you left me in that with the AEW Dynamite thing. Um, all right, so I'm gonna get honorable mention some things here. So uh, NXT ending with Tommaso Ciampa holding Goldie as the new NXT champion uh, is probably the thing that made me the happiest this week. 
That match was good. Notice I didn't say fine. It was good. Um, was it great? No, it wasn't great. It was good. It was good. It was it was pretty good. Um, Raw was good, or uh, SmackDown was good, start to finish. Yeah. Raw was boring, um, as per usual. Uh, but I'm going to give you my match of the week, which was Adam Cole versus Frankie Kazarian. Good. Go- I love Adam Cole. God, it was it's a great so match. It was it was everything that it that it needed to be. One Frankie Kazarian is a veteran star. Like God, the man just oozes. He's everything that you want in Frankie Kazarian, right? Fantastic he's, match. He's everything you want in Kaz. And Adam Cole is Adam Cole, baby. Bay Bay. Boom. Um, and man, God, was it good? Not only did Kaz look good, Adam Cole. Looked great um that's that was that was the best match i've seen on dynamite i ever maybe i i'm i'm hard, I mean that. i'm hard pressed to to come up with a better dynamite match uh holy crap was it good adam cole is to this day uh you know i my favorite wrestlers are like adam cole finn balor Tommaso Ciampa, and that's the short list. And yeah, uh, that's it. It was great. It was fantastic. It was it's fantastic. A, it was the best match of the week. Uh, disagreeing with me on that is wrong. It was the best one, period. You're not going to get yeah. any disagreement from me, pal, that it was fantastic. Yeah, I can't disagree with you, Tom. Um, I mean, not to say that it was not an honorable mention. It was a great match. But what I had going in this week was actually uh, Dante Martin and uh, what's his name? Matt Seidel versus FTR. You mean Evan Bourne? No. (laughs) No. Matt Seidel. All right. So since we saw Dante Martin live, actually, He's kind of been on my radar as far as uh, someone to look out for. He's That was a hell of a match he put on. He was exciting to watch. I'm not going to say it was the most clean or the most pretty thing you'll ever see. It wasn't a, a banger classic like Tom uh, had up his sleeve there. But I still, can go first. That's why yeah, I can go first. It was still a good match. I, I was I was very, very happy with it. Great. Good night, Terry. Yep, thanks, guys. That was great. Walt. Gentlemen, I'm going to end the show the same way that I started the show. And I'm going to say that my match of the week was the Fatal 4-Way on NXT. Not because the match was good. The match was... I mean, it was. It was good. It it it, it was a match. Um, it was good. I liked it. I popped a few but times. the fact that NXT and the WWE gave the fans something that they wanted in Tommaso Ciampa raising Goldie once again has given me new hope. I I mean, I want it. It has given me hope for a better future. It has given me hope for a better WWE. And it has given me hope for NXT 2.0. Which I'm sure on Tuesday we'll get just shit all over. And uh, yeah, it's good to have hope. But uh, yeah, I have no, no, 
I am so, so happy that Tommaso Ciampa is the NXT world champion. And that's really what it comes down to. Why is it every time I, I try to go home? just wanted to leave. I just wanted he, to go home. He I just, disappears. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, okay, bye. Follow us over on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, at one underscore fall WC. That's O-N-E. I hate you. So, with all, with, with all that being said, thanks for hanging out. It's all love. We'll catch you next week. One Fall WrestleCast. <laughs>